0: Disclaimer, this podcast is purely for entertainment and informational purposes only. None of the content presented is directed at anyone or meant to hurt anyone. Some of the topics may appear closer than they are, so please don't take it seriously. Hi guys, I'm Tamanna and I'm the host of the first episode of All the Talks from Panda Teens, and I'm here to talk to you about all issues relating the LGBTQ plus community with our organization.
1: And I'm Haika, also one of the hosts for today. Welcome to a brand new season of All the Talks by Panda Teens, and this month's theme is the LGBTQIA community. I would also like to take the opportunity to thank the LGBTQ organization India to, in joining us today. Let's get started.
0: Hi guys, today's topic would be the LGBTQ community and the amazing stigma around it. We are interviewing the LGBTQI. A plus organization and we will be discussing how their organization was inspired how the co-founders did it themselves what kind of criticism they faced and how the lgbtq community has been affected by the pandemic despite our own regards we assume that the pandemic has helped everybody come out in their own way whereas stats show that this has been negatively affecting the community and we will learn so much more about the community like this so are you ready for it Okay guys, so welcome to the first ever episode of all the talks by Panda Teens. Um this is our first episode podcast. Why don't you guys start by introducing yourselves?
2: So hello everyone. Uh my name is Ritraksh. I am a senior in high school here at Teens Academy. Uh I am mainly an artist. Uh, by passion and I'm also the co-founder of the LGBTQ plus India organization and the head of design here.
3: I'm Aditi. I'm a senior at Greenwood High. I take the IBDP course. Uh, I'm going to study political science in the future and I'm also the co-founder of the LGBTQ plus India organization Uh, and I also head the writing department. Do you guys want to tell us a little about the organization? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so we started this organization in February of this year. And initially, it was a personal project. It was something we wanted to do to help the community. But as we saw the impact we were having on people, and how much it was reaching people, we decided to expand it and work on it more. And now we're a team of about 25 to 30.
1: That's great. Okay, so I think we can start with the question and answer session. So Tamanna, want to sure. get it started? Yeah. Okay. So the first question is, what was your motivation to start this
0: organization?
2: So um, as Aditi has uh, already said, the project had started out as a personal thing. Uh, but uh, even though uh, that was the case, Aditi and I still immensely believe in one, giving back to the community and two, using our talents for whatever cause that we can advocate for. The LGBTQ is a cause that we are extremely, um, we are extremely empathetic with, and we hold this cause very, very close to our hearts. And for that reason, we decided to start an organization, a page, to advocate for the cause. As Aditi said, again, initially it wasn't supposed to be as big as it has gotten now, but now that it is starting to have a lot of impact and it is starting to help people, we realize we want this to be a bigger thing. And we want to work towards making it a safe place for anybody who is part of the community and just in general, helping people out, regardless of their sexuality, gender, and yeah, basically that.
1: That's great. And um, we're very glad you guys started this organization and helping a lot of people. So now uh, moving to our next question. What, according to you, is the biggest problem that the community has to tackle?
2: So in our opinion, the biggest problem that the community really has to tackle, as of today, would be bisexual erasure and asexual erasure. Bisexual erasure and asexual erasure are basically... um, Terms used to describe when you invalidate a bisexual person or an asexual person. For bisexual people, it is usually seen in the form of saying that bisexual people are not able to decide what they want, they're indecisive people, and that later down the line, they will choose a particular gender that they want to be with or they choose to like. For asexual people, it is that they just haven't had the experience of anything sexual and that is why they are saying that they are asexual and the belief that asexuality itself does not exist is asexual erasure. This is something that is meted out to bisexual individuals and asexual individuals by people in the community and outside of it both. It is one of the biggest communities. Uh, It is one of the biggest problems that the community faces and it is one of the few things one of the major things that we believe that the community has to tackle.
3: Is another problem the community faces is um the lack of recognition for people who are trans poc or bipoc uh, because a lot of the representation that comes to the community especially in western countries comes from um usually cishet people or usually white people and it erases a lot of women of color a lot of people of color a lot of trans people of color in the history and i think they deserve more recognition so that is also something we are hoping to tackle for our organization and bring more light to.
0: That's great, I actually did not know this was one of the major problems. So do you have any personal experience of tackling problems relating to the LGBTQ community?
3: Um, I think, uh, like, I'm sure people would not agree with me on this, but I think this should be everyone's personal problem because I think at any given point of time, Anyone um, has noticed homophobia in their surrounding environments or has seen people joke about or talk about um, people in a demeaning manner. And I think everyone uh, should think of it as a personal problem and a problem very close to them. Uh, There are a lot of really emotionally stirring stories on the net, a lot of them related to um, South Asian culture, to Desi culture, which are very heartbreaking one of the foundations um we have written with before and we have also remained in contact with them is the naz and matt foundation uh it was started by matthew oxton after his fiance nazim mahmood was forced to kill himself because his pakistani family was not accepting of their relationship and wanted to force conversion therapy on him So, um, people might think this is not a personal incident since it didn't happen to people we know. But I think this is something happening in our community, in our culture, and it makes the problem very personal.
1: Right. So, um, our next question to you is, how do you think you're benefiting the community and its members?
3: Um, I think uh, our biggest um, give to the community would be a sense of belonging. I think a lot of um, queer South Asian people feel like they are only represented by American people or white people or primarily Western people and there is not enough POC representation. So I think, um, in fact, a lot of volunteers who reached out to us were very happy to see that we're associated with India and we're working towards a community for LGBT people in India. So a sense of belonging, and i also think it is beneficial for a lot of straight members who follow us because there are genuinely straight people cis-hat people who are willing to learn more about the community to combat stereotypes that they have previously believed in or they have heard before so i think that is also a huge impact that we have had in
2: the past
0: That's great. according to you how has the pandemic affected the lgbtq community
2: so the pandemic has basically caused everybody to live indoors um while this has been a heavenly experience for many introverts a lot of lgbtq members now find themselves trapped in an environment that is homophobic or transphobic and because of the pandemic they can't get themselves out of these environments this has led to an extremely large negative impact on their mental health much worse than it would on somebody who is straight or cis. Aside from that, there is one positive thing that has come out of the pandemic. Due to the rise in the consumption of digital media, there has been an increase in the number of LGBTQ plus creators out there and people advocating for this online, which I think has been a great help for a lot of questioning people to look up to like find more people with better representation to look up to so yeah I guess that's that's been the effect of the pandemic on the lgbtq plus
1: yeah I think a lot of people have come out also during the pandemic because the pandemic gave them time to figure themselves out and learn more about themselves and open up
3: uh, I think coming out is a much more complicated process than that. And I think it's being trapped at home has also really slowed down the process of coming out for a lot of people.
2: And not only that, it has also made a lot of people way more scared and way more insecure about themselves and their sexual identity and their gender identity. So it's not really helped anybody realize themselves better or come out better, at least not from what we've read and heard. It has majorly impacted a lot of people negatively and just allowed them to ruminate over again and again and again every single transphobic or homophobic comment that they have had to listen to from people they have been the closest to in their family or among their friends in this pandemic being trapped next to them just you know not being able to get out of that situation
3: uh oh, and previously even people who came from homophobic families and environments had the chance of leaving their home and going into more accepted environments, even if it was for a short duration of time. So I think taking that away has also had a very negative impact.
1: My next question to you guys is, do you think schools should incorporate lectures on LGBTQ community? And how would you contribute to for it?
2: So we definitely believe that school should incorporate uh, LGBTQ plus lectures uh, in their daily routine, mainly because school is where homophobia really begins. And school is also where you learn to question, school is like the time when you're a teenager, that's when you're questioning yourself and you're starting to realize that I may not in fact be straight, I may be of a different sexuality or I may be of a different gender. So school is really the time where Awareness is extremely important about the existence of the LGBTQ. Many people are not even aware that there is a community for others like them. So these people who are questioning themselves and wondering why they're so different from their peers, they have no one to look up to. They have no community to find a haven in. They are just lost. But now if you start incorporating lectures, these questioning people can realize what they're feeling is valid they're gonna start realizing that what they're experiencing is not a bad thing and that there is hope for them despite them being so completely different from their other peers and that it's a normal thing and that it's not something to be ashamed of. Aside from that, lectures on the LGBTQ can help prevent homophobia and prevent people from developing the idea that homophobic comments and using words like gay as an insult is not a good thing to do. Because in my opinion, majority of the people who do make these kinds of comments are just blissfully unaware of the long lasting impacts that it has. So if we started making lectures and information about the LGBTQ accessible to people in their school days, that would really help one not make somebody a homophobe when they grow up. They would realize in their younger ages that what I'm doing is incorrect and that I should not be doing this. And it would also help people who are questioning themselves that uh, realize that this is normal and this is okay and I'm valid and whatever I feel is valid. Uh, aside from that, we would definitely love to contribute, by, uh, contribute towards it in any way possible. If a school would like to contact us for information on the LGBTQ+, we would be more than happy to provide it if they would like for us to come ourselves or maybe have a volunteer come and give a lecture. We can definitely manage that as well. If they would like some sort of resources or if they would like a person of the community to come, we can definitely help them get in touch with people. We'd be more than happy to help in any way that is required to be able to make this a possibility.
0: That's great. We also completely agree that a school is the beginning of a child's development and it's very important for them to be aware of everything around them. So, um, do you think a person who is not a part of the community should be allowed to speak on its behalf and why?
3: Um, no, we don't think that someone who is not part of the community should be allowed to speak on their behalf. Uh, providing or helping someone find their own voice is not the same thing as becoming their voice. A lot of people confuse um, the liberation or the emancipation of a particular community, whether it's the LGBT or any other minority community, as talking for them or being their official spokesperson but i definitely do not think that is true the community is not in need of someone else's voice they are in need of people who can help them find their own voice and give them a stage to voice it
0: so everybody who is a part of your organization is definitely part of the community
3: uh, no uh, everyone who is part of our organization is not making elaborate speeches on behalf of the community Uh, They are just doing their part and helping us out, even if they are not here. Okay, that's
1: good. So, your organization publishes articles, if I'm I'm not wrong. Uh, So, what is one article of your organization which has made a lot of impact? And can you expand on the topic as well?
3: Uh, I wouldn't say there's a particular post or blog that has had much more impact than the rest. But um, like we've mentioned before, the uh, providing a stage or providing more information for uh, women who are queer and are POC has been very important to us. And so our, we do a lot of celebrity spotlight posts and we try to alternate between... Um, Indians and non-Indians. So we speak about a lot of um, activists like Grace Banu and Gauri Savant. We plan on incorporating more trans women of color into our projects. And I think these posts have an increased impact because um, they really resonate with the queer community of India, as well as people who are not part of the community. Because when you see someone who is like you, um, the stigma around people who are queer are very different. In all aspects of life, is really lifted.
0: That was very well put. Thank you so much for that. So, according to you, what is one thing that the society doesn't speak about but should be spoken and brought to light?
2: Uh, in context to the LGBTQ, even though it is common knowledge that most LGBTQ teens have higher rates of suicide than their non uh, LGBTQ peers. Mm-hmm. I still feel as though, we still feel as though that it hasn't been brought out or spoken about as much as it should. For example, the statistics for the LGBTQ uh, suicide rates compared to uh, non-LGBTQ suicide rates are extremely, extremely, extremely high. Like just the sentence that they are higher than non-LGBTQ people is not enough to explain how much higher it is. Uh, For example, the most LGBTQ youth seriously contemplate suicide about three times. Three times as much as the heterosexual youth would. LGBTQ youth are almost five times as as likely to have attempted suicide compared to the heterosexual youth. Of all suicide attempts made by youth, LGBTQ plus youth suicide attempts were almost five times as likely to require medical treatment than those of heterosexual youth. Suicide attempts by LGBT plus youth also uh, have required, have also been way, way, way more fatal. They have been a lot more difficult to save them from. And each episode of LGBTQ plus victimization, such as physical or verbal harassment, uh, increases the likelihood of uh, suicide way more than it would with someone who is heterosexual because at that point in time, you are questioning their existence and their entire identity when you do verbally abuse them about their sexuality or their gender, as compared to if you were questioning them about something that is not as intrinsic, if they were not heterosexual. This is not to say that heterosexual people's problems are invalid or that they don't experience as much or as as many mental health issues as a, LGBTQ plus person would. This is just to say that the rate is much, much higher due to the extreme homophobia of our world. And I personally believe that it should be spoken about a lot more, not just left at one sentence. It is higher amongst the LGBTQ plus. It needs to be quantified and needs to be understood that it's significantly higher.
0: That's extremely shocking and very upsetting. We agree with you. So how are you planning to incorporate mental health into your organization?
2: So Aditi and I have uh, done quite some research towards mental health specifically we have looked towards finding psychiatrists and psychologists who are trained or would or are adequate at treating LGBTQ plus patients specifically and uh, we've compiled a list of people working in various cities and states in India who would Uh, be able to fit this criteria of being able to help LGBTQ plus people with their mental health. And we're slowly going to post this. We've already made one post in regards to this. There are multiple more that have been planned. These will basically be a resource that we will make available to our followers and anybody who has contacted the account in the same regard. And they can go through that and find trained mental health professionals who can help them in regards to any mental health issues that are related to the LGBTQ+.
0: That's great. The aforementioned question, we were asking you about how your articles have an impact on the people, your readers. So have you ever noticed any actual impact or any people who are texting you with support? Or how have you noticed this change that your community is causing?
3: Um, I'll take that Josh. So I think from the very beginning when we started and we weren't that big and it was just Josh and I and a few other people, we still had a lot of people texting us, um, telling us about the situation they were in, asking us for help and I think it was initially when we realized that what we were doing was helping someone. And we decided that if it's helping even one person, um, all the effort, all the time and work we put into it is worth it. So I think I would definitely say that the people who texted us in the very beginning asking for help and feeling that what we have is a safe community where they can talk about how they're feeling, um, what kind of danger they possibly may be in, that was what really made us keep going that's great
1: so um, you guys were talking about uh, people coming being afraid to come out during the pandemic uh, my, my question to you is like, do you have any message for the people who are afraid to come out
3: Uh, Aksh and I from the bottom of our hearts would like to say that if you do not think this is the right time this is the right environment to come out please don't. There is no pressure to come out. There is no need for you to be comfortable in your skin absolutely immediately. If you don't think um, you are in an accepting environment, if you don't think the person in front of you is accepting, you do not have to disclose your identity to them because your safety should be your top priority. So unless you feel like you um, you will be supported or accepted or even if you are not then you will not be in any mental or physical danger there is no need to come out you can take as much time as you need you can wait for moving out of your house or moving to a different city to a different country but if you do not want to you do not need to come out
2: yeah to add to that uh because the question also says that the message is for people who are afraid to come out. The fact that you are afraid goes to show that there is some issue in your environment, in the place that you are living in. You really, really, really need to consider your safety to be above everything else when it comes to this even if an environment seems to be accepting at first, if someone seems to be accepting of the LGBTQ at first, you will never know what they truly believe of the LGBTQ plus until you actually come out to them. If it helps, you can try testing the waters, you can bring up the LGBTQ in a few conversations, but honestly, your safety is the number one priority. So as Aditi said, wait until you have moved out, wait until you are absolutely, absolutely sure that there is no one in your general vicinity who is going to be a threat to you if you come out to them. That is when you should come out if you want to. Do not ever by mistake come out to someone who you might be afraid of or you think that would harm you if you were LGBTQ+. Because even if they seem as Doki, maybe, maybe they're not homophobic. If they do turn out to be homophobic, it's not going to end well for you at all. It's the best advice that we can give to you guys is do not come out unless you are 100% sure of your safety.
3: I also think that um, a lot of Instagram and Twitter culture has contributed to A lot of people coming out at very young ages. While this is a very positive thing, I think the downside could be that when people come out too early, they feel pressure to stick to the identity they have come out as. And that doesn't allow some sort of flexibility in how they want to present themselves. So I think people should take the time, even if they think their environment is very accepting, it is not just about how others perceive you, but also about how you perceive yourself and your identity is dynamic it can change so people should take the time but when it is right when it is the right time to come out you will know it's a
0: very uh, important and inspiring message sorry rudraksh go
2: on uh no i was just going to say to add to that uh as he was saying it is uh A lot of influencers on Twitter and Instagram have documented or made videos talking about how they've come out at young ages. That does not mean you should feel pressurized into coming out at a young age. You should do it when you are ready to. Just because somebody else is able to do it does not mean that you should have to do it or there is a particular standard of how it is done. Everything on social media is portrayed to be wonderful beautiful nice no one is ever going to make make a post that is going to show the darker sides of their lives so you need to judge for yourself if you are in an environment where you can come out or not you should not have to take a you should not have to take pressure from somebody else's situation and then want to come out based off of that
0: yeah that's great so, what do you think people should avoid doing or saying specifically while talking to people who are part of the community and that should be very important and always followed
3: um this um, we're not an extremist organization there is no particular way people have to conduct themselves around us they will not get into trouble if they don't follow a certain set of guidelines I think being respectful, using the right pronouns, not enforcing uh, your definitions on them is applicable, but it is just as applicable to anyone else, irrespective of their gender or sexual identity. So there is no um, particular set of guidelines. And if people feel they have to be a certain way, they have to act differently around um, certain people, I don't think that is the correct or the healthy way to go.
0: amazing would really like that
1: okay as you guys said you guys started your organization from personal experience did you guys face any challenges or criticism when you started this organization
2: uh nothing really particular at all when we started it we did not really tell a lot of people at first that we were the founders we had just uh put this up as a page. We did not say that this is something that we are doing. But when we did start telling people, we didn't really face any criticisms or any challenges. It was, it was mostly everybody saying that they were really happy that there was an initiative like this that is associated with India, but nothing that was homophobic or challenging or criticizing in the least.
3: Uh, I think a big reason for that has been our very uh, limited and particular audience. Our audience has really, I think, ranged between the ages of 12 and 30. And I think most people around that age who are using social media are usually very accepting. So I think that is a huge reason that has contributed to us not receiving any criticism as of now. And we're very grateful for that.
1: That's great to hear. Um, okay so um we would like to thank you guys for giving your time for our podcast and do you guys have anything you want to
0: add or tell us that you're not comfortable with us
3: putting up uh no i think it's been fine and thank you so much for having us it has been Mm -hmm. such a rewarding experience to have just be part of this organization and get an opportunity to talk about it and interact with people um we got to interact with the nas and matt founders and grace banu and everything so it's great thank you so much for giving us a stage to talk about it it
0: was our pleasure